As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 325, and you better pack your fucking bags, motherfuckers, because we are going on vacation. What's that? A vacation of terror. (laughs) Part one and two. (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, I hope you guys brought your swimming trunks and your fucking axes and your dolls and all the good stuff that you would take on a vacation. Got a lot of information about this movie for one of them, and then the other one, not so much. So we'll probably go into details about these movies a little bit more than we normally would. If you want to know where you can get these, well, they just released on Vinegar Syndrome. It is Vacation of Terror from 1989, which you can watch on Tubi, by the way, and Vacation of Terror 2 from 1991. Mexican horror films, one of which is like really popular and one is not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, me guess, pe- let me guess it's a sequel. No, the first one was more popular, believe it or not. That's what I meant. Oh. You said which one's not popular. Oh, okay, I yeah, was like, yeah. let me guess the sequel. <laughs> yeah, no, the first one is, it actually apparently plays on Day of the Dead every year. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the 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 celebration that they have out there for that, they they put it on the TV every night. You know, it's not exactly, these aren't super hard arm fucking films, by the way. But yeah, Vinegar Syndrome came out with them. There was like a couple of years ago, I think Brian from the... Terrible Terror podcast, and he's also doing some other stuff now. He came on and actually did Cemetery of Terror, and then like uh, another movie that the director of this of the first one, the um, that Renee Cardona did on the first movie mm-hmm. uh, for this movie for these movies, and uh, he we had a blast watching those. So I remember Esmeralda, one of our listeners and friends and her brother who we did, you know, the whole La Llorona thing for, mm-hmm. they said that this, this, these movies freaked them out as kids. Oh yeah. And that they really, that I should check them out. Well, at least I remember Esmeralda saying that. And I think I remember her brother saying that it's the witch in the second one scared the shit out oh, of her. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I could totally see it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, th- that's how this kind of, like, came about. Like, Vinegar Syndrome put them out recently, and I guess because of the Cemetery of Terror and the other one they put out uh, by the director, it, it was really popular. So 
Figured uh, I'd give these a whirl on a blind buy, and we watched them for you guys to see what we thought of them. So it's really interesting. We're going to have some interesting things to say about these movies. Uh, Christina, what's going on with you? Like, what's, what's shaking? Nothing. What's going on with you? We went out and saw Sisu, yep. the uh, movie, which a lot of my Finnish uh, followers are destroying me. Uh, for saying Norwegian film in the very beginning by accident. Oopsie. It's funny because like I said literally Finnish film this, Finnish film that, and the Finnish say this, and this is what Finnish word means. But I just happened to say Norwegian movie in the very beginning, not thinking about it. Because right. you and know you me. It's it. like I go see these movies. I can barely stay awake while I watch them. I got to pump myself full of fucking caffeine. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm just like, I don't write a script or anything you know what i mean i just right you just go i just write i just research everything i need to research and then i go and i didn't catch it and and now i feel like an idiot and now finland is making laws against my videos being played on youtube so (laughs) my apologies guys hope you'll forgive me um (laughs) in other news though sisu was pretty badass if you haven't seen that review you should check it out what a crazy fucking movie that was. Uh, there's other movies in the theater that we wanted to go see, but we just haven't had a chance. Like, I, I personally want to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I know you don't give a shit. I want to see the Pope's Exorcism. Which I heard is terrible. I don't care. Way. I want to see it. I'll judge for myself. Thank you very right. much. Right. I mean, we had a good time watching The Nun. <laughs> Did you hear there's a sequel coming out? Oh, God. I'm I, so excited. I hope it's like Annabelle was and it's better than the I first think it one. W- I think it will be. I think it will be. Yeah, because like, I really did not like the first Annabelle. <laughs> and the the second one was, was good, good enough. It was good. That it made me appreciate the first one, the, just how they connected but it. But the third one. Yeah. The third one was the best one. Wait, the third one? Wasn't there a third? Yeah, that comes home. Annabelle comes home. Oh, God, I forget anymore. <laughs> right, that, that was the one when they went way back. They went uh, yeah, no, no, no. no. Like, that, the second one was they went way back. Well, what was the third one? The second one was where they had that home house where the guy was taking care of all the girls and she had the fucked up leg and then the pop gun and stuff. You sure that was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Because there was like that devil in the fucking barn and shit that was all freaky. <laughs> and the well that was nope, reminded us of the ring. It was ring. Annabelle Creations was the second one. Right. That's what I said. Yeah, but then Annabelle comes home. Right. Which one was that? I don't know. I don't remember that one for some reason. I mean, they all kind of get mixed together. Yeah, they're all the fucking same. Whatever. Just to be clear, guys, we didn't love The Nun. We just thought it was so bad it was good. Exactly. (laughs) And it totally ripped off fucking Demon Knight at the very end, which was such fucking bullshit. Like, it really totally just completely ripped that whole entire ending off. (laughs) (laughs) But everything up until that point was fucking laughably good. Right. (laughs) We were cracking up throughout the whole fucking movie. And there are some pretty decent attempts at scares in the movie but yeah it was just like we'll have eh. to watch it again before the sequel comes out we still don't own the nun oh yeah that's right because i was trying to find it cheap right I found it cheap yet right it's so weird that movie is like specifically not come down in price yeah it's so weird i don't know it's why it's part of the conjuring series that's why yeah they're like we can milk this shit yeah which you know i don't hate the franchise i mean there's definitely some some logs floating around some in the duds. pool <laughs> You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. 
there's a couple of things coming out that are coming out to streaming services and such. There's a movie that I've been waiting on called Breach that uh, Slade Shepard and I have been fucking waiting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's another one, you know, like uh, I can't wait. We talked about it last time, which was Talk to Me, which is coming out at the uh, June, end of July. July. Is it July? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Anyway, I keep repeating it just to remind you guys because I don't want to forget either. So You won't forget. I'm here. Yeah. We, she writes shit down. I don't. Yep. <laughs> That's why they make calendars and shit. What else happened? Like, what else is going on? Yeah, not much. We've just been plugging along, you know? Yeah. Still trying to eat healthy. I've been eating a hell of a lot more healthy. Mm-hmm. Lots of yogurts and lots of... Um, Getting back to it. Yeah. Lots of yogurt, like Greek yogurt and fucking cottage cheese. I eat, like, quite a bit each day. Mm-hmm. And then we eat like a regular kind of like uh, chicken, fish, chicken, fish, like and sometimes beef meals. Once a week we eat beef, yeah. like bread meat. So we're doing pretty good here. The narcolepsy thing is not doing a goddamn thing. I'm still struggling like I always was. I did. Oh, that is another thing I did. So for those of you who don't know, I took a little bit of a break from streaming. It was kind of like I don't blame anybody or anything like that. I just feel like I was like too tired to do it. You're doing too much. I'm doing too much. Yeah, it was. I was really kind of spread too thin. And, uh, you know, actually, now that I've taken a break from it, I've gotten some extra things done. And I also feel a little happier um, because like I get to spend a little bit more time with Christina. I'm not so rushed all the time because I was on a pretty strict schedule of a, a lot of things that I would need to do. And I'd always feel like so overwhelmed by it <laughs> that I needed to take a break. And now it's like, if I want to take a break, I can take a break, mm-hmm. but playing video games kind of sucks. <laughs> so it's like, ah, it's like, I can't, now I need people to watch me play video games. So I, I just paid people to come over and just watch. They don't now say pay, much. Now you pay them. Yeah, I pay them. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, other than that, we've just been kind of chilling, watching some stuff. I kind of, oh, I have been rewatching a lot of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. And holy, talking about turds floating around in a pool. My God. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know some of you guys love this shit, but um, it was getting really bad there for a while. Are you going to Are you gonna start watching, like, Fear of the Walking Dead? And yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to that What's next. What's the other one? And then the Daryl the one one's coming out. Yeah. And, well, that comes out in, like, September. There is just so much has happened in the seasons seven through nine, Christina. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Oh. And, like, that's where it starts to get really cheesy for me. Like, the show... Look, I understand. The show's not exactly like fucking Citizen Kane here, okay? Like, I get it. But, like, it starts to get a little too much, a little too formulaic at times. Some of the, like, dramatic moments are just kind of like you're already devoted so much time to the franchise that you feel, like, obligated to just watch it out. Mm -hmm. Like, I watch it because I'm like, oh, God, I've already spent so much time. I might as well just find out what happens. Mm-hmm. But like some of the main characters have died off and like or are not in the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Just randomly like Maggie's not in the show anymore. She just writes letters and shit. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's so weird. weird. And like the the long the, like there's these jumps in logic between like what characters feel like and like which ones are like willing to like fuck over the others. And like it's just really 
Mm-hmm. The dynamics have changed desperately. And, it, you know, it's trying to make examples of, like, modern life and society and shit. And it just, I'm having a hard time swallowing it. But it's something I put on that I can just literally fall asleep a couple of times while I'm watching it for, like, my, oh, little, that's my little micro naps and then be like, whatever, I don't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go back sometimes if I'm curious and then rewatch it. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how terrible it's gotten. Like, I don't know. I feel bad because Jason Smith from Sinister Cinema Reviews says it's one of the best shows ever. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. You're out of your mind, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. I'm not trying to say. If you enjoy it, that's well, awesome. Well, I think it's a different experience, too, if you've been there from the beginning. And, like, you just don't want to, you know, give up hope on it. Have you ever, like, hung out with a friend who just lies to you all the time? And you just know that they're lying to you. And it just feels inauthentic. So you just kind of get tired of it over time. And then you just kind of snap at them one time because you're like. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> no, that's how the fucking show reminds me. <laughs> you know, like, it just, or, like, Trump or something. Yeah. Or, like, a politician or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it just reminds me of that. Yeah. You know? Like, you're just like, ah, okay. Right. All right. I'm done you convincing me anymore. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, I think it might be that time. Oh, thank God. What time is it? Horse shots. All right, guys. So now we are ready to do our horror shot. We themed this one around the second one, the Vacation of Terror 2, or Vacaciones de Terror Diabolical, <laughs> Diabolical <laughs> Birthday, whatever, Años something or another. <laughs> um, but this one is called A Flaming Pumpkin. Ooh. Scary. And the reason we call it that is because in this movie, there's a really weird scene where, you know, those lights that people hang up that have like weird, like, I don't know, like ghosts and stuff instead of like a light and it just like glows. Well, they have these pumpkin ones that are like that, that you plug in and they put plastic um, pumpkin buckets yeah, it, over, I mean. over lights. Oh, it wasn't. Was funny. No, no, no. It was just straight pumpkin lights. Oh, okay. Like someone crafted and made these pumpkin lights that you could buy at a store and like maybe they did craft them i don't know but it looked like the pumpkin lights you would buy to put around a tree or hang up for decorations or something like that and in the movie this bruja this witch she actually or he i don't know what it is really because i guess it could be a warlock but it's a witch that uh turns these pumpkins into flaming balls and shoots them at the the main star in the movie so we figured we'd make a drink based on that ridiculous scene and what is in a flaming pumpkin, Christina. Well, we have a half of apple snops and a half of fireball. Christina. That's right. Yeah. And it turns out to be kind of like pumpkin-y color. Yeah. 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 A little bit. A little bit. A little bit orange. You could probably make it more orange by putting a little bit more fireball in it, but we figured these two would go together. We've done something similar like this in a shot, but not exactly, so... We're going to try it now for you and see uh, how this goes. Okay, let's go. And we'll let you know if it's good. Oof. No, not good. I mean, no. it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Why does that taste so bad? <sighs> it tastes bad. It's got a hell of an aftertaste, but... Mm. <laughs> never want to do that again. Ugh. I don't think it's that bad. This was a horrible idea. Whose idea was this? Yours. <laughs> it was yours. No. 
No. No. Yes, you're the one who's like, oh, She wanted to do whiskey again. I was like, no, we can't do whiskey again. we did. Fireball is whiskey. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's different because we added other stuff in it. (laughs) I wouldn't call it straight whiskey. So, you know. Actually, I don't think I don't think Fireball is whiskey, is it? It's a cinnamon whiskey. Cinnamon whiskey. Mm. Well, damn it. I think. At least it's different than like something like what we would have put in there. Black velvet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, if you would like to try a flaming pumpkin, all you have to do is set one on fire and throw it at your neighbor. There you go. Or your children. Whatever you Even got. Even better. Or you can just go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. I hope you got your fucking bags packed and don't forget your fucking sunscreen. Sunscreen and your Bible and your crosses because we're getting in some weird supernatural shit that's going to be happening at these vacation homes, which there's only one home in both of these movies. And there's only <laughs> one vacation in both of these movies. Yeah, it's true. Very true. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Vacation of Terror from 1989. Huh? From 1989. And Vacation of Terror 2 from 1991. Uh, hello, the Diabolical Birthday. Oh, Diabolical Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Right, Christina, you do the work on the first one. Let's kick it off. Vacation of Terror was released in Mexico on May 11th, 1989. It's about an evil witch gets burned at the stake. Bruja. But not before vowing to return to get her revenge. Of course. A hundred years later, a family arrived to spend their vacation at a summer home located in the same immediate countryside area where the witch was killed. Mm-hmm. Trouble ensues. Then... <laughs> Little girl, daughter Gabby, finds an ugly doll that's possessed by the lethal spirit of the malevolent witch. Ooh, scary. Very scary. Okay, written and directed by Rene Cardona, the mm-hmm. third. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did Shrek of Terror. Shriek. Sorry, Shrek. <laughs> I said Shrek, Shriek of Terror. Jesus Christ. From 1991. <laughs> uh, and Frey Justica. Frey Justice, basically, from 2009. Frey Justice from 2009 and... Brillante Prosposito. Also from 2009. And lots of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, This was also written... Didn't he do The Cemetery of Terror? Hold on. Unless I wasn't reading it right because it's Spanish, you know? Oh, that's why I'm getting confused. Yeah, he didn't do The Cemetery of Terror, by the way, just to confirm so that people don't chew me out later. But Ruben Galindo Jr. did it. But Galindos are very, like, they did the sequel. They're like brothers. They all did movies and stuff together. They produced a lot of movies, you know, in Mexico. Okay, and you're talking about Santiago Galindo uh, was also helped write the story, and so was Carlos Valdemir. Uh, Valdemort? Valdemort? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. I said Valdemort. Like, is oh, it... sorry. I don't... <laughs> Valdemar, Christina. Okay, so Santiago wrote, also wrote... Uh, Santiago Galindo. <laughs> Santi- so it just started again. Uh, also written by Santiago Galindo and Carlos Vl- Vladimir. 
Valdemar. Valdemar. Sorry, I can't. Valdemar. Really, I can't roll my R's, you guys. I'm sorry. Valdemar. Valdemar. Yeah, say it again. Valdemar. Thank you. Uh, San, San Diego wrote Hell's Trap from 1989 and uh, Vacation to Terror 2. Diabolical birthday. Yeah, it's diabolical birthday. And Carlos has written over 200 screen, screenplays, um, including... The first Vacation of Terror. Yeah, the first... Well, Obviously. That, that's the one we're on right now. Muerto y Tijuana, Diablo de la Frontera, and El Placier de la Venganza. I also found this one called Vacation de Terror. It was a TV thing? Leave Reunion. Yeah, I thought yeah, that I don't was know what that is. from 2021. They probably so. did some like appearance together because like those movies are like the first one's so popular or something. Yeah, yeah. So they, they probably did some like weird random well, appearance. I looked at all everyone who was in it, but it, it was no one else who was in this movie, so I thought it was kind of weird. Right. Anyway, so this is starring uh, Pedro Fernandez, who mm-hmm. plays Julio. Um, he's in a... He's in like long term TV shows uh, in until the end of time and a shit ton of other TV shows. He is also a singer with more than 25 LPs in right. a 20 year music career. He used to go by Pedrito Fernandez, but he goes by Pedro now. Uh, I guess he stopped in like 1986 because Pedrito didn't sound right or something. I don't, I don't know why. Oh, I heard he also merged to the, both the names. He changed both the first name and last name because... Uh, to match like who musical heroes in his life or something. Oh, is it? I thought it was the same name, Fernandez. Oh, I forget. I don't know. I saw it on Wiki. So, we're, yeah. we're, by the way, we're not born in Mexico. By the way, just FYI. Yeah, just in case you can tell. <laughs> just like, how much worse can we make it, Christina? I'm sorry. I'm really. I get nervous, and then I. I fuck don't up. say that. Okay. Just joke around here. How much worse can we make it, Christina? Can, can we? I don't know. Can we like pour more vanilla down the fucking? I don't know. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. We also have Julio Alman. Alman. Yeah, he plays Fernando. He was in El Tunco Maclovio and, and the Green Wall from 1969. I can say that. Okay. <laughs> we also have Gabrielle Hassel. Gabriella. Gabriella Hassel, who plays Paulina. She was in Don't Panic. That yeah. movie's great. That's one of my favorite. So bad it's good. Oh, in 1987? Yeah. Oh, that, okay. that one is really good. It's fucking hilarious. She, she was also in Perla from 1998. And we also have Noria Bagus, who plays Lorena, the mom, I guess. She was in the she was in The Spring from 2001 and Dear Enemy from 2008. Yeah, I'm I just trying to help Christine out because this, I'm not going to have to re-edit this like nine times. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I'm so sorry. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because I've been doing d- d- Duralingo. Durali- I can't even say that right. Wow. Duralingo. And I don't it, even know what you're talking about. It's a um, language app where you, oh. where you say the, the Duolingo? Words. Yeah. That one. It's not Dura. It's just Duel, as in oh, two. Oh, Duolingo. Duel, I don't huh. know. Yeah, it doesn't help me. But well. anyway, Alex, what do you think of uh, Vacation of Terror? Well, Christina, now that we've gotten that out of the way, oh, Jesus God. Christ. It's like walking through a construction zone with holes in the ground and mines all over the place. <laughs> I'm not saying because of you. It's like we both oh, struggle movie? at it. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no. Speaking, the words, reading. So, Vacation of Terror 
is a movie that is kind of feels really old you know uh they didn't have exactly all the, the regular things that you would have at this time but it's also very much an 80s film in a lot of ways i would say that this movie is more of a kids film like a starter kids film than anything like it is a movie about a, a family that goes to the middle of nowhere to go to this vacation home that their dad has you know some extra money he inherits or something uh through like one of the family members passing away or something like that they go to this house they find this doll they realize that this witch that was there before them and is going to wreak havoc on this entire family's house and uh yeah things get pretty weird pretty wild and uh pretty bad uh, I would say that this movie is kind of boring and it is kind mm. of predictable, but it's also kind of creative and kind of fun in some ways. Like everything in this movie isn't exactly the most interesting thing. And I don't expect it to be necessarily, but it was a little bit of a slog of a watch to get through this one. It does have some redeeming value in it. If you do like cheesy sort of schlocky, uh, films. Um, I'm expecting that a lot of people who grew up in Mexico or maybe saw this film as a kid probably have fonder memories of it than I would because I'm, you know, coming back to it with no nostalgia whatsoever, you know? So if it seems like I don't share the same kind of interest in the movie as maybe you, don't take that personally. It's just what we kind of experienced it here. I was laughing in this movie. I was having a good time and it's so big, you know, so bad it's good way. Mm -hmm. But it's really kind of very, like very small moments. Like I just did not really grab onto it. There are some weird things that happen in it though, like trees that bleed, walls that bleed, mm -hmm. uh, levitation things, which was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, your typical sort of supernatural film that's going on here. Uh, a lot of kids acting weird, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, kind of silly stuff. Fernando or Julio in the film, the main character in this movie is pretty fun and interesting to follow. He seems to be like one of the, the best and the girlfriend that he likes, which is the girl from Don't Panic, which I always was kind of talking about because she has the unibrow oh, <laughs> she doesn't anymore and I know it's totally rude of me to make fun of but you paused the movie when we were watching you were like look at her, her one eyebrow Christina, Jesus I'm like Christ. oh my god Alex I was making sure it was her I was like I don't know this doesn't seem like an authentic unibrow that's horrible like it wasn't don't panic which was very prominent let me explain it was okay. like yeah I know I remember I remember you saying that <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself while I'm watching I was like you were a real dick about that you know that's kind of rude but it, maybe it was just really popular back then i don't know you know like right i don't know so anyway uh i think the two of them are good together for the most part in this film there's really not a lot to really appreciate you really have to be kind of a hardcore horror fan to really i think appreciate this or somebody that grew up in mexico that maybe grew up watching this movie over and over and over again I could totally see this being something that, you know, as a kid, if I watched it, I would have enjoyed it and remembered fondly in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. But I honestly didn't experience that. So I don't have those kind of blinders on in a way. So I can kind of see it for what it is. And it's probably like a 
three and a half, probably a four out of 10, mm-hmm. if I'm being fair, you know, uh, on the S big scale, it's like really low. Yeah. I think a lot of people would probably say this is like a two mm-hmm. out of 10, um, but this is the S big scale for me. So mm-hmm. you, Christina? Well, yeah, I thought it was fun. And like you said, it was... It's ex- not scary at all, by the way. Oh, no, no. Like you said, it's like a kid's movie like or like a, you know, luring kids into horror movie or whatever. 100%, but yeah. It totally is. It's extremely predictable, but it's entertaining. There's these slow, dragged out parts, which, you know, annoys me to no end. I did a... Uh, it's, it's a legit haunted house, but it's a doll... A haunted doll that's haunting the house. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. it was, the, the plot was kind of like all over the fucking place. Whenever the doll was doing something, it just moved its eyes a little bit. And yeah, that was... it's like, look, I'm creepy. <laughs> I'm creepy. I'm a creepy doll. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But the shining twins in this are boys, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put it in the creepy twins, the creepy child twins and you know, these movies. Uh... Yeah, but I I prefer Annabelle over this devil doll. I mean, I would still I would still buy this doll. I would own this doll. Yeah, cause she's always into like movies but, that have stuff in it, like the nun and fucking Conjuring too. We got a poster or we got a painting of. Yeah, I like you know. We even though we don't love that movie, we we, we still like that. It's like that scene. I yeah, I just that no, it it's the nun uh painting from Conjuring two actually. That's what I mean. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't watch this again, but yeah. I wouldn't mind watching it again if I was just kind of in the mood for something like this, but yeah, it's a low watch. It's a low watcher, personally for me. It's weird because this is the more popular one. Mm -hmm. Well, I can see that because it's the first one. People have nostalgia to this movie and everything. I totally see that, but yeah, three out of ten for me. Okay. You know, meh. Yeah, Don't there's some creepy. enjoyment to be had, but it's nothing like it's below average. Yeah, even yeah. on the S big scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, you know, to, in its defense, though, you know, like I don't know, it's I just because I think I'm comparing it to like Cemetery of Terror and uh, that other one that I keep forgetting the name of. But oh, that one. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it was another one where they. Oh, it's called the um, where they dig up some body as a grave graveyard or. Graveyard of Terror or something like that. Or no, the Cemetery of Terror, and then there's one Grave Robbers. Grave Robbers. Oh, okay. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, those two, I think, are better than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those are later films than this one, too. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't have the money yet. So just in its defense, and something that you can compare. If you've seen Cemetery of Terror or you've seen um, the Grave Robbers, then you might understand uh, where we're at with this one. And it's a very, very low number on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a little bit of trivia on this one. This one actually has the most trivia out of everything mm-hmm. included on the disc with the vinegar syndrome. It mostly only has information and like a sound, uh, like a, you know, commentary by one of the directors or whatever in the background that while you're watching the movie. So, but, but the second movie doesn't really have any kind of extras on it, which I was a little surprised mm. by. So if you don't want anything spoiled again, you can watch this on Tubi. So check it out if you want to check it out. Uh, I don't know if it's the most complete version. I'm pretty sure the Vinegar Syndrome one is because they kind of go to great lengths to make sure. It looked really good, too. Yeah, I think it looked really good. It looked really good for these movies. It's like the best way to watch them. 
Yeah. So if you have any fondness or nostalgia for them, I would buy them up in an instant because it really does look good. Mm -hmm. So, and I like the way that these sets are, by the way, in this movie. Like, I like, I know it's lit like an old style, but I kind of like it because they always use the like fog and stuff, Mm -hmm. which I feel like no movies use anymore because it fucks up like how you shoot a film. Mm Mm-hmm. But well, I really liked it. I've always liked it in Italian films, and I like it in, in Mexican films as well when they put it in there, too. So, But, uh, yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So, the movie originally was called The Doll from Hell. Oh, <laughs> that would have made more sense. And it would have made a lot more sense for the second <laughs> one, too, but yeah. we won't get into that yet. <laughs> so... Gianella Hasselkus, I guess that's how you say her last name. It's not Hassel. She changed it. It's Hasselkus, K-U-S, who played the little girl. She got the job because she was hanging out with her older sister, Gabriella Hasselkus, who is the, the girl that was in Don't Panic. Right. And she's her real sister. She's just really older than her. And she also told them that the uh, part of the reason that she got the job was because she was there with her sister when she tried out Mm -hmm. and she also told him that she could do you know she could recite poetry so (laughs) and i think the reason why is because she won a poetry contest and so she was good at memorizing things or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh so they they kind of used her for that plus she was a sister already so you don't have to worry about trying to make it feel real it was real Mm -hmm. so she also said that she was never scared by anything in the movie. Uh, so, like, the doll never phased her. Like, you know, the only thing that was kind of scary is when they threw her in the well. But, like, she really was only, it was only, like, three feet deep. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, she basically landed on a mattress. So, it wasn't, like, anything like they show in the movie. Oh, okay. Because it goes down into, like, this cave system where there's, like, oh, all these that's right. wonderful wizard bobs and the gadgets. It totally I've got looks jingle like... bull doobs in gunlobs. Yeah, it totally looks like uh, Little Mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> I started saying it because I don't know the words. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, have you seen a jigamalob? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> That's uh, my version of Little Mermaid. Sign me up if you need to change the, the, the Little Mermaid into a, a fat white dude. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> um, anyway, her older sister, though, um, she said that she actually was scared to death of all the snakes, rats, and spiders that she had to kind of like look in the refrigerator over. Mm-hmm. And that the kids actually <laughs> were the ones that handled a lot of those to wrangle them and put them in the fridge and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is That's surprising. Crazy. But, you know, they have a scene where the like snake goes around her neck and she's like screaming the whole fucking time which she also talked about because she was like oh my god i literally scream in this movie the entire fucking movie (laughs) and she really does yeah she's not bad at it it didn't bother me like until she said that i didn't really even think about it right but she really did yeah but i think they did it because it's a horror movie you gotta scream screams in there right so she just screamed everywhere uh, Gabriella also said that she owes her entire career to Pedro Fernandez, who, you know, obviously is the singer and the main star. She actually did a music video with him because he's like, you know, huge, famous singer. And it's just really it pulled up, made her career huge. 
So she became like an instant star um, overnight, kind of like how they did with uh, what's her name in the Aerosmith videos or whatever. Remember the blonde haired girl that plays Batgirl and then. Uh, oh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. And also Steven Tyler's daughter who was in the movie, in the videos. Steven Tyler. Don't daughter- want to close my. <laughs> That's because she was in the movie. It's a joke. I don't know what the song is. It was one of those songs that they were both in. Yeah. Uh, No, Liv Tyler was in that song, and it's because Liv Tyler was in that movie. I know that, Christina. Oh, okay. But they were both in a music video together. Okay. And the reason why is because it was Aerosmith and uh, Alicia Silverstone or whatever got famous. That's all I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys have a good day. See you later. I'm out. Peace. Um, the twins, the two boys in the movie, they were talking about how the actor in the very beginning of the movie, the father is like eating a, a, like a sheep's head or whatever. Yeah. Tacos. Gross. And then he eats the eye. Yeah. They said that was a real eye. (laughs) And he straight up snacked down on that shit. Yeah. Some people will eat all the body parts. Oh my God. I mean, what else are you supposed to do with them? I don't throw them away. Well, that's not... Make a ping pong out of it? I don't care whatever the fuck you want to do with it, but don't eat it. Jesus. That's so gross. That grossed me out. He put it in a taco, and then he bit into it all hard, and I was like, oh, God. I can't believe that was real. I thought it was fake. Yeah, I did, too. No, it was real. They said they were grossed out by it, and he was like, my hamburger doesn't have chile on it. His salsa verde on their burgers, I guess. I mean, I guess it sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah. A little sour cream and some salsa verde. I could eat that on a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dad is uh, in the real dad of those twins, by the way, was in the very beginning of the movie where the witch is getting burned alive, which all of the branches, by the way, are like seven feet away from her when they light them fucking branches. <laughs> it was called a, an effect, Alex. I, I get it, but it was like nowhere near her. I'm like, wouldn't you put it underneath Spe- her legs? It was a special effect. Right. I don't know. He was the inquisitor that pulls the amulet and holds it up to the doll and throws it in the well. Right. That was their father. father. He was a huge, like, star in the 60s in Mexico. Yeah. And people, like, loved him so much that they've had, they were saying that they had such a a, a privileged life because of their father. (laughs) Oh, nice. So they were, like, talking about, like, how everybody treated them with such respect because... He, he was, was he was such a huge honor to be around, you know what I mean? People mm-hmm. people really looked up to him. But they were also talking, I thought at first they were saying they worked on special effects for like the Black Panther, but no. Apparently some of the people that worked on the special effects in here, which they did not include their names in the information by the way, <laughs> actually went on to work on movies like the Black Panther. Oh, like Marvel movies and stuff? Yeah, that, that oh. did this, the special effects and stuff in this movie. Oh, okay. They so, probably didn't want to be associated with this movie. That's what they were saying. I was kind of sad. Maybe it was lost in translation there, but they said it kind of blew their minds back then because, like, a lot of the kids, you know, when they were making this movie, they were just kind of having a blast, you know? Mm-hmm. They were kind of all over the place. They called them, like, backlot rats. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the two twins, 
who finish all of their sentences, by the way, that's stereotypical fucking twins. Oh, even as adults? Yes. And it, you would think that they would, like, get mad or something, like, trying to finish their sentences. <laughs> they're so used to it. But they're, so, yeah, they're so used to it, and it just happened. I was like, oh, he's going to get mad. Well, I always try to talk for you, but you won't let me. Yeah, that's because you're not my twin, so oh. and don't do it again, or <laughs> watch it. Murder. Watch it. I'll divorce you. Watch it. <laughs> fucking watch it. <laughs> Okay, Steven. Ooh. Burn. Little, bit of, little bit of news Burn. in our fucking trivia, huh? Burn. <laughs> Gotta stay with the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I think we all agree that that's not how you treat somebody, by the way. Just FYI. The more you know. Anyway, Vacation of Terror received a lot of acclaim from the public for its plot. And its effects, because, of, you know, this was early on, and it was in Mexico as well. Guess it didn't age well. No, it's a cult film in Mexico. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, right. it's, a, it's a Mexican cinema, mainly for being a pioneer in the genres of the supernatural horror in particular, and possessions of, like, inanimate objects and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when it did come out, it had a really super lukewarm reception about it. So, um, apparently, that changed over time. You know, people started to appreciate it more and more as it went on, you Mm -hmm. know, like a lot of films, you know. So I think it was just a little too cheesy for some people at the time. But people are probably being a little too picky, which often happens throughout time. So Right. Uh, Now, that's pretty much it for the trivia portion of that. We do have a couple of things that we could point out. Do you want to mention anything in the movie that that you want to pick at maybe laugh about or enjoy uh well there's not much i could talk about the beginning with them burning her at the stake but i mean you pretty much explained that with the uh i didn't get when uh, the the priest was holding the doll oh why the amulet was glowing i guess because she was trying to put her body or her spirit into the doll doll, but the or the priest was trying to put the so I was so confused. I don't know. I think he knew that she was trying to do it, so he put the amulet to warn. It's like the amulet that fucking the from the Monster Squad. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I think the Monster Squad came out around the same time as this movie. No, Monster Squad wasn't. Oh, it Monster came out 85? before. Yeah, they probably stole. Yeah, they probably it. stole that idea or something. They probably did. They probably get. They saw okay. it too. But it anyway, works. it does look like the amulet, kind of from that. Yeah. And. uh he puts it up against the doll or whatever. There was a scene in the movie because, like, when the little girl finds the doll, things start going really odd and start getting weird and shit, and she just starts becoming really evil. Even though she's fully in control and not being possessed, mm-hmm. the doll's doing everything, by the way. You would think that it's controlling the little girl, but she's just an idiot walking around while this thing's doing bad things and doesn't care. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, wouldn't you be like, hey, stop it? Like, if your mom was getting attacked? Right. She's Her mom is pregnant in the movie, and there was this really fucking weird scene where her stomach, she's like, oh. Oh, that's right. Oh, my stomach. The and baby's then, coming out, even and though it's only two months. The the older daughter is, like, making something or doing something in the background, like, and she's smiling still and doesn't realize the mom's actually in pain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> mom falls down on the floor, and she's like, what's wrong, mom? What's wrong? And then you look at her stomach, and it's like... <laughs> like, she's got the worst diarrhea that you could ever possibly get. It's going to go everywhere. Yeah, like, the, the baby's getting smashed in there. 
Yeah. Like it, like it's a blender or something. But you see it undulating like crazy, and it was a cool effect. I thought, it yeah, was really, that was cool. I forgot about that. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then that's also how they got the parents out of the house because she, the dad had to take her to the that's hospital. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way the parents were removed from the situation. Right, because shortly after they left and went to the hospital. The little girl's room starts smoking, and when they open it, they find that, like, all of her toys are shredded mm-hmm. all over the fucking room, and Gabby is, like, sitting on the bed, like, holding the fucking evil doll, and, like, immediately after that, Julio's like, I'm getting hungry, hmm, like, hint, 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 and Paulina's like, oh, how may I serve you, master? And... <laughs> She's like, would you be hungry for a sandwich? He was like, yes, I would like a sandwich. Because, man, they don't know how to make sandwiches. They don't so taste the same. So difficult. <laughs> so difficult. I'm saying this for Christina. So I You know what's the worst part about the sandwich the thing is? Is when you make the sandwiches and then they don't eat them. She's talking about one sandwich that's been sitting in the fridge that I've just not been in the mood for. <laughs> I don't know. This, I, I feel like sandwiches, I feel like she made that one out of hate, though. Maybe that's why I'm a, like a allergic. To I it. pooped in it. Yeah, <laughs> took a little fucking. Ew! I took a little. Dingy took a little. little yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. You got one of the dog neighbors' <laughs> dogs, and you got like pull a little turd out of the little bag. Ew! I'll just use Murray's. And you smeared it all over the meat. Yep. Here you go. Here's your sandwich, bitch. <laughs> but. I thought it was really funny. I think I said that when we were watching it. I was like, yeah, oh, did. Well, you can't make it. It's not going to be good enough. It's, it's so but hard. when she opens the fridge, everything is rotted and there's like like green slime all over everything and like mealworms and actual maggots and snakes and rats and fucking uh, spiders and shit. <laughs> like just full of it. But and then when she closes it and then he opens it because he's like, oh, fine. If you don't want to make me a sandwich, it's no big deal. I can make a sandwich. <laughs> and then he opens it up and like there's just like fresh meat on a plate and like lettuce and tomato all cut up and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, they didn't even cover it. Like they didn't even cover it back then. Just seems kind of wrong. Just oh, like, yeah. And all the vegetables. Oh, that's right. Because they showed the fridge earlier, too. And all the vegetables are just hanging out. Yeah. Like, there's no plastic wrap you or know, anything. You know, I bet it doesn't need any of that. I feel like it does. Like, I don't want to put my food in the fridge like that. Because it feels like it gets this weird smell to it or, or it dries out and starts tasting like other funky things in the fridge. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway. Well, we're we're just wasteful. That's all it is. <laughs> just wasteful. Ah, we just slap homeless people. No big deal. <laughs> anyway, we're joking. There was a sex scene that they had. Well, not really, but like this. The attempt. Yeah, the attempted sex. Didn't the walls start bleeding? The, the, the pendant lights up outside in the truck because like they were out there and he hits on her out there too. And then she puts it around his like rear view mirror, remember? Mm-hmm. And then it lights up and all the paintings and pictures and the walls start bleeding heavily. It's a bad flow day for the house. But <laughs> Aunt Flo's is down. Yeah. She's like freaking out and he's like, what? What? She's like, the room is bleeding, you fucking idiot. And then he's like, nothing's happening, you crazy bitch. So they're like trying to blame everything on her. You know, like, like- why? Why can't she make sandwiches? And exactly. why is the house It's bleeding? always the woman's fault. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just nagging again. Until, you know, <laughs> it happens to them. <laughs> People are getting really upset with us right I'm now. I'm upset. They're like, this fucking woke fucking goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> We're just joking around, guys. Calm down. Anyway, um, 
Julio's truck tries to run him down, which is like this happens twice to him in the franchise, <laughs> by the way. But he the necklace, because the car has the necklace, the car drives into the side of the vacation home of terror. Well, Gabby's like throwing Paulina around like a fucking rag doll in the house. <laughs> uh, you see like Gabby open the drawers with her mind powers and she's like throwing knives at Julio, which like sticking him. That's probably like the, the most graphic thing in the movie, by the way. Yeah. It's like when he pulls those knives out of his, his leg and his arm. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. But other than that, there really isn't any blood in this film other than the walls and the, like, Mm -hmm. stupid shit that's happening. But there was a kind of an interesting scene that they had where the one of the twins is playing with a car. And as he's controlling it, they wanted to make it seem like the kid was controlling his father's car while he was driving back from the hospital. Yeah, that was weird. And it didn't. They really. I mean, it was a cool idea. It just didn't match up well. It did not match up well. Yeah. Like, I've seen other movies do similar things like that. And this might have been one of the, you know, earlier ones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I've seen other movies try to do that, and they do it so much better. And it just did not It did not look that great in it this didn't. one. But I appreciate the attempt. It's a cool idea. There was another scene where they try to push, like, Julio up against a mirror. I was kind of hoping for more on that scene. Mm-hmm. But... You know, they did an all right job there. They just put smoke up against it while they pushed him up against it. And then he disappears into the mirror. I thought he was going to like, I don't know. I thought something worse was going to happen. I was hoping something was worse, but this is such a kid's movie. I don't think they wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. But like he comes out of the mirror at some point and then the house, the whole house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And like it's like, it's kind of a big scene, but he like emerges without any burns on him whatsoever. He makes it out of the house and explodes. So at the very end, do you remember what happened at the very end? I remember the doll getting set on fire. No, no. The very end, a new family walks into the house. The house that that burned down, by the way, is not burned down anymore. (laughs) It miraculously rose from the ashes. Yeah, like a phoenix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a new family moves in. And a new girl finds the doll, which leads into... The sequel, The Diabolical Birthday. But not really. (laughs) Not really having anything to do with them. Is there anything else you want to say about this? You didn't really say much, but... I'm sorry. The doll, all the doll stuff was creepy. Yeah, there's not a lot that happens in this movie. Yeah, not much happened. It was really slow and stuff. Like, the house was cool looking. It's... Kind of weird that they decided to go on vacation to a ha- a fixer-upper home, you know? Oh, we did forget to mention how he got the amulet, though. He gets the amulet oh, from, from this guy father, from some Mayan temple or something. He's, oh. like, sitting there, and there's this guy, and he's like, hey, you know what this is? It's an amulet of protection. And he was like, oh, that's cool. I'll pay you, a, I'll pay you a 20,000 pesos for it, which is like $1,000 or something now. Uh, and, uh, he was like, nah, no, I'll take your magic electronic box there. <laughs> and it's his Walkman. Uh-huh. And I was oh, like, oh right. shit, he got off cheap for that. <laughs> so he gives him the Walkman for the fucking amulet. And it protected him. And, and, and the girl in the movie is like, ah, oh, what is this cheap, stupid thing? He keeps bringing it up like, oh, this is an amulet to protect the evil. And she's like, oh yeah, it's real stupid. You know, like the whole fucking movie. And then it's the one thing that saves them or something, doesn't it? Like, Yeah, it, it saves them. 
But yeah, you have to downplay it just to, you know, hammer it home there. Mm-hmm. So we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and I did the notes on that, so you're going to have to hear my lovely voice for a lot longer. It's why they listen, Alex. I know. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Vacation of Terror 2, Diabolical Birthday Ooh. from 1991. The Diabolical Doll and Pedro return in the sequel. Julio is invited to a birthday party for a little girl on a Halloween in a closed movie studio, conveniently. At the party, he notices she has a doll that resembles the one that his little sister had in Vacation of Terror 1. It was his little sister? Yes. Okay. I guess. Okay. Oh, his girlfriend's little sister. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently he left her and... and Obviously. After that, it was too much turmoil. Like, fuck this shit. He's like, your family's fucked. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I'm out. And then, it, of course, it you know comes to him. Right, exactly. So this is writer and director Pedro Galindo, the third. Everybody's the third, apparently, in both of these movies. It's a different person, different name, Renee. What was it? Renee Cardona. Anyway, this one's Pedro Galindo, three, the third. He uh, also did Hell's Trap, Massacre in Rio Grande, The Death of Paloma, and Theater Horror, many more. This is also written by Eduardo Galindo, who uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure is related to him. He was mostly a producer who produced movies like Hell's Trap, Theater of Horror, The First Vacation of Terror, and he even wrote this one and Los Dos Carnales. And we also have Santiago Galindo. Another family member, I'm assuming, who is also a producer to Hell's Trap, Vacation of Terror. But he also helped write this movie as well as the first and Hell's Trap and many more. We have some stars in this movie. One returning, obviously, Pedro Fernandez, which Christina said had a lot of albums. His last album, by the way, was called Arranquense Muchachos from 2018, by the way. He also has a, another star, the father of these this family that he meets who owns this movie studio called Joaquin Cordero is the name of the actor. He plays the father in this movie. He was in the movie The Cat from 1961, The Book of Stone, Commando Justice, and a shit ton of movies that I've never heard of or seen before. And I don't, he did a lot. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. We also have Tatiana, who is in this movie. And much like the first movie, they had a pop star. They put two pop stars in this one, and she is one of them. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yes, she. you did call that, actually. Yeah. She plays Myra, the older sister, who does have a scene in this movie where she sings on stage to a song called Chicos Chicos. Yep. And she was the host of Master Chef Celebrity Mexico. Oh, wow. She did one episode of that, as well as many other things. She was born on December 12th of 1968 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But she was raised in Monterey, Mexico by her parents. Mm-hmm. And she has like 10 albums. Her last one was like 2014. She also has, um, it was called Reencuanto Conmigo, Comingo. And she also made like a ton of kids music her entire life. She even put something out in 2021. It's called Kids Songs Volume 1. Oh, okay. So she's still writing music to this day. So she's a big popular pop star. Well, that's good. Yeah. We also have Luis Camarena, who plays the witch. He was in a movie called 107th Street and a few random things I didn't recognize. He was. Uh, we also have Renata Del Rio, who plays Tanya, the little girl in this one. Different little girl than the first movie. But I think she might have been in the first one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's Madres Egos 
Tas TV show that came out before this movie, and then she did the movie, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So she's only done so much. But her name is Renata Del Rio. Christina, that's pretty much all I got on the information on that. What did you think of the sequel of well, Vacation of Terror? Well, this one takes place on Halloween and is more about the doll, if you can even call it a doll. Uh, is it, though? Well, you see more of it. They continue it on a little bit more, but yeah. yeah it but, changes and morphs. But the doll changes into like a, the, a goblin or... Uh, it actually looks like one of the witches from The Witches. Yeah, you're right. And I was wondering if they like used the same mask or something, if they had like the same special effects. It really did look like that. Yeah. And they have a tail, too, which is yeah. even more weird. Yeah. It had like a fucking rat con- tail. Yeah, it was, that was fucking weird. But it looked cool. It did look cool. And plus, it morphed. So the, the goblin, like, it, it would, like, change colors. And, like, it was weird. See, I kind of thought of it as, like, the movie um, Rabid Grannies. Like, the moms, oh, the grandmas in those movies. They have the same kind of makeup. Mm-hmm. I had a really, really hard time following this movie. Worse than the first movie. Okay. It, it was kind of all over the place to me. I don't know if you had the same problem. Um, but there were some really weird shots in this movie. They had like this Jamiroquai shot. That's, that's what I call it. It's the Jamiroquai shot. The, you know, the moving room. Oh. And they also had a really cool shot of like a backwards being in a well in the water. And I thought that was kind of a really cool shot. <laughs> I mean. It's, it was cheesy, but I, I it liked it. It wasn't a shot. It was, it was a, different. It was a miniature was it a miniature? Yeah, it I don't know, was. but I thought it looked cool. So yeah. fuck you. Okay. Okay, but yeah, I still, I still didn't really enjoy this movie. It was still really, yeah. I thought there was so much more going on in this, but one. there was so much more going on that I couldn't follow. Okay. Like I couldn't keep up with it because it- the plot was kind of like all over the place, and then I, I kept like getting distracted by him. Like, and then he was, like, trying to convince people, and then there was this doll, and there was, like, no haunted house, but there was a party, and then they were, like, having to, like, sneak away from their dad. You know what I mean? It was just, like, all this shit There is a lot going on. Oh, and then there's, like, a cake, but then they, like, shrink down into the cake. Well, you don't want to spoil the whole fucking movie. Just, not that it matters. I'm just saying, like, you know. But the, the, the song she sang was cool. It was very 80s, Chico's, Chico's. 80s, 90s, singing during the party. Um, it's yeah, 80s, but I, yeah. But, I mean, I did enjoy it a little bit more than the other movie. But, again, I, I probably wouldn't watch this again, honestly. Okay. But the acting was really good. You think the, the acting da- was good? It was cheesy. It was good enough to watch. It wasn't as boring as the other, I would say. Yeah, that. it wasn't as boring as the I wouldn't the other say one. good. Like, it's not good acting. It's okay. <laughs> For a cheesy movie, yeah, okay. I don't know, but I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 10. I give the other one a 3 out of 10. Yeah. So this is just like a step up. It's a step up. Oh, I see. I completely thought this one was way more interesting. There is a lot of obligatory stuff that happens in this, but I could definitely rewatch this. No problem. I almost feel like this is the one that you should watch instead of the other one, but it kind of makes sense to watch it. It doesn't really connect the two that well, other than Julio returning. Which and he's is, just yeah. a good leading man. That's why they picked him. Yeah. They were like, well, let's just do part two with a different director and a different writers and shit. And the Galindos will do it. And they were like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we'll have Pedro come back. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it, man. Let's fucking, yeah, let's do it, bro. And then he came on set and then he was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing right now? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we doing? No, it's weird because they spend a lot of the beginning of the movie kind of winding it up a little bit to to this evil, and then suddenly, like I don't out of nowhere. Julio becomes like the fucking Bruja, like fucking Ash versus Evil Dead, his buddy. What's his name? The guy in the... Pedro? Pedro. Yeah, it's Pedro. <laughs> Holy shit. That's why I keep saying that. <laughs> well, his real name is Pedro, but in the show, Pedro, which is Ash Williams' character's friend, his like he was like a cl- store clerk or whatever uh-huh. that he has join up with him. His father or his uncle or something was a Bruja which is a witch. And uh, so he kind of follows him along and sort of in this movie, Julio becomes like the witch doctor and like, he kind of like knows how to fix everything. And he finds a Necronomicon in the fucking library and shit like that. And just somehow knows how to fucking attack this evil, uh, which all starts with the doll. Of course, he sees this girl that he randomly meets in his store who has a little sister who's in the back seat holding the doll, and that's when everything breaks. He's like, oh, shit, it's back. And then all the shit breaks loose at the birthday party, which, by the way, reminds me entirely of Demons 2 with uh, the birthday with the girl who has the TV that comes, the, the demon comes out of the TV mm-hmm. and then she comes out and scrapes the cake and stuff like that. I'm looking at the poster right now. Yeah, it's a, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, It kind of looks like they kind of borrowed a couple of things from it, just aesthetically, nothing like serious. It's not as graphic and gory and as glorious as Demons 2, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is definitely on the lower end of of that. But I could see that it could match to that as, long, as well as, like, um, like I said, uh, Rabid Grannies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly. Yeah. The, they, the, the, the witch in the movie that, like, kind of goes around and, like, stalks, it's kind of like a... I don't want to say it's a slasher, but it kind of is. He kind of like goes around and it goes around. It could be a woman. I don't know what it is, but it makes this obnoxious noise. That's. It does not do cacaws. And (laughs) it just sounds like static and like overproduced, like chorus. Like, sounds, like, all mashed together while it's, like, screaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they were doing, but <laughs> I, it, it's kind of annoying a little bit. But it, it works. Like, I get it. At least they tried. They wanted to do something interesting with it. There is some graphic stuff in here. There's a lot of really creative ideas that are in this movie. It's almost like they were like, okay, let's come up with a bunch of weird shit that we can put in a movie. And we'll all just dump everything into this movie, whether it makes sense or not. Mm-hmm. And so this movie goes around picking off people, doing some weird practical effects stuff, some weird. It really kind of goes for it, which I admire in this movie a little bit more than I do the last one, because even though this one is probably the more schlockier version, it's the more entertaining one to me because they at least try to do things that you wouldn't see in other movies. I can see that, yeah. You know, it's not as classic. It's more of the, like, sequel to Demons. That's why I say it reminds me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. The spirit of it. Because the sequel of Demons, it just goes bananas. You know, it, it's like nothing's off the table. Like, whatever ideas you got, let's throw it in there. And boy, does it. So, I really kind of like this one in a way. I mean, it's not like 
my favorite movie. I was making fun of it a lot more. I was making, I was laughing a lot more with it. I was a little more confused in some moments because, you know, we're taking notes and we're also reading dialogue, which always makes it a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we have to watch the movie twice in order to really kind of pick it up or, or reverse it a lot of times just to make sure we caught that right. Because literally it can be a matter of like a single word that we catch off and then we'll not be completely lost. So I don't think it's really the movie's fault for that necessarily. And when I went back to rewatch some of it today because I felt like I was like not really getting it, it made a lot more sense watching it without taking notes. Oh, okay. So oh, that's good. and I just kind of like brushed up my notes and I paused it every time I fucking did. And, it, and it's a little easier to follow that way, but... That's you know, probably my problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, it's hard to judge, but it is obligatory stuff going on. And if you even blink for a second or turn away to eat your chips, you could be fucking lost in an instant. Mm-hmm. So you really kind of kind of have to pay attention to the dialogue and what they're saying. A lot of people do stupid things that just don't make sense. And, and it's really just to kind of push the plot along, even though if it, it doesn't make sense, it's just like thrown in there just to kind of do it but i did like the goblin approach and there was like this cake scene that was really weird with the doll transforming into the witch that i really liked there was a couple other moments in the film that just went some weird directions like there's nods to poltergeist in this movie there's like a couple Mm -hmm. of nods to a few different things in this movie but Mm -hmm. i think the big ones are probably demons to poltergeist and i'm pretty sure they borrowed from those you know, those are pretty big right. movies that you would think that they would borrow from. Right. Which makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Italian cinema was big all over the world. So I'm sure it was just as big in, in Mexico. And in some ways, I feel like they have some of that spirit that the Italian films were making back then mm-hmm. in their movies in Mexico. So, uh-huh. yeah, not exactly. You know, it's a little bit more like I don't think they were as, as supportive as the Italians were of it. In, in Mexico, but there are some there are some good movies that are in Mexico. Mm-hmm. This one, I wouldn't say is great. I would probably give it like a 5.5 at the most. Uh-huh. But it's, I think it does some things well and other things not so well. I think it's a lot easier to kind of watch and enjoy though. And I, you know, and I will watch this one again because I actually really do like this one. A little bit more. And when I think back to like talking to Esmeralda and what she said, and I think I remember her saying that the witch scared her brother a lot. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. Oh, yeah, totally. Because the noises that thing makes is unsettling as is. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that it does is kind of traumatic for a kid to see. Oh. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's doing weird things. It's walking around corners, chasing people, and it just kind of feels like it's always around you. Mm-hmm. And they do a really good job of kind of making it feel like it's controlling everything. Mm-hmm. So it could look at you and lift you up in the air or drag you across the floor or, you know, there's just some like really interesting things that they did in this movie. Whether it all adhered to one coherent movie is probably the worst part of it. But the things that they did in it, the moments that happened, I kind of liked in some of the the weirder shit. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind 
like an incongruent. Is that a is that a way to say it? Like a, a sounds like it. A story that's broken apart into many different pieces and just kind of thrown together. This is the movie for you. Uh, but otherwise, you might really not like it, and it'll be low on your list. But if you like weird moments in a movie, which is what I kind of look forward to, it's not bad. It's just average. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So you gave it a four. I gave it four. a five point five. So a four point seven five. Anyway, four four point seven five. So it's very average, but it's on a it's a little bit higher on the S big scale. Probably like a like a four out of ten for most people. Um, I'm most people. Yeah, I, I think, am the average watcher. It's strange to me that this one is the worst one to a lot of people uh, because I really think this one actually <laughs> is broken apart and not you know like linear as it is. Mm-hmm. It's still the more entertaining one. Mm-hmm. Because at least there's stuff that happens. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that happens. I couldn't even list all of them. I wrote them all down just in case for later. Mm-hmm. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Some of them were eh, mm-hmm. somewhere in between. But yeah, so I would say overall, this whole release in general, though, like with all the extras and everything, is actually not a bad release. You get it for the price of one movie, mm-hmm. and you get two movies with it. One's kind of like a bonus. You could be the opposite or the inverse of what I think or what Christina thinks. And you might like the first one a lot but more. But you'll have to watch it for yourself to find out. Right. I mean, if you like to collect weird stuff and you have low amounts of Mexican films, I think this wouldn't be a terrible one to have. It's not going to be at the top of most people's lists. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth a watch. You know, like it's going to be a low watcher for me. But mm-hmm. I think if someone mentions it and is like, hey, do you have any weird Oh, I'd be like, ah, oh, this one was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I think you could watch it with pizza and beer and shit like that and actually have a really good time and not really know what's going on. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Where the first one is like, I don't too know. slow. A little too slow, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for our thoughts on that one. We do have zero trivia oh, on really? this Oh, really? There one. was nothing on the disc? Nothing. I think I have like one thing and I might have already divulged it already, so... Oh. Uh, I just have some of the scenes. Yeah, I already told you guys about it, that she was a pop star. That was the only thing I found. Oh, okay. And I had to dig that up because, like, it didn't say anything on her IMDb. That's weird. Yeah, I went to, well, because it just said Tatiana, and I was like, okay, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't just give people one first name (laughs) unless they're pop stars. Like, they do that in Japan, too, you know? Right. So I was like, okay, she's got to be a pop star or something. Mm -hmm. So then I went to the wiki and then looked up what she had done there, and I was like, okay. And then I checked out her thing there, and it showed, like, she had a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot of albums and stuff, so... Um, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to go over some of our scenes and everything right now. So here's your warning. So. So in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, we see the boyfriend's back, you know, which I wasn't. Well, it's quite... not a boyfriend anymore. Well, exactly. Well, that guy is back. Yeah, Julio. Julio is back, but he is the only one back. Right. Which is confusing because they didn't really mention anybody else in the previous movie but that's okay it's not a tv show it's a movie christina right well you don't need an explanation okay <laughs> so yeah, we don't need backstories on this shitty movie <laughs> and then and then you you see him he's talking to the singer girl and then she gets into a car her her little sister's in the car and then you see the doll so then julio's like fuck what the fuck yeah. What the fuck? What the After fuck? After he's hit on her and she's invited, he gave her free shit in order to get a date with her and she invites him to 
her sister's the Halloween party. Her little sister's party. Yeah. Which they don't really make clear, but they like kind of follow the dad in the beginning. Yeah. You, you know that he, because he, like Julio brings up to her, he's like, oh, your dad's Montenegro or whatever. He's mm-hmm. the he's the guy that does those movies, right? She's like, ah, you know movies, you know. So mm-hmm. we know that much. And then it goes to the father and he's going to talk to the assistant who this is kind of this bumbling idiot, something akin to Max Wren's uh, basement dwelling buddy in Videodrome who's doing all the like transmissions down in the basement, the clandestine operation that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he works in the basement and he's like, oh, I found this channel called Videodrome. I think that's what they call that's- it. I think the uh, wall's electrified. Anyway. It just, it reminds me of that oh, guy. You. Like, he's like the tall, skinny, nerdy guy with the glasses. <laughs> and it's really kind of slapsticky kind of performance right here, by the mm-hmm. way. Which, um, you know, he's like, I can show you what the party's going to be like. He's like, no, 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 no. Just make sure everything goes off without a hitch. No problems. And they kind of, like, lean into that a little bit more because they want it to seem like he's a bumbling idiot so that when things go wrong at the party that the the viewers thinking oh it's his fault but at no point in the party do you ever feel like it's anybody else's fault than the doll right but here's this doll guy and you need to take care of this doll because i'm going to use it on a movie yeah well, that like, they also, yeah, they, they try to explain it away real quick. And then they want to get rid of the doll as quick as possible because they're like, let's make this fucking weird. And so there's this transition spot in the middle of the movie where the, the this guy wheels out a cake that has like, like imagine a train set, okay, with all the miniature stuff on it, but it's a cake. And there's like a fake water, like a river going through it. It's like one of those shows. Where you know you gotta where they gotta make the cake the big Halloween the Halloween Bake Off show yeah kind of but yeah. with like electric stuff going on yeah. like little creatures and stuff spinning around like and there's like it's like a diorama almost of like this haunted house this haunted house so, yeah it's like a all shit. themed up for her birthday and everything like that and eventually you see a hand come up and grab the witch there's like a witch on the cake and it pulls it down and then it starts eating it. And this is a really disturbing scene, by the way, for me. I don't know why. Well, it's because it's creepy as fuck, dude. Because it, I don't. It looked. You you've never like, seen the doll face like move like that. Right, like the lips and stuff are kind of moving. The and, cheeks and its cheeks and stuff. It's and I don't know if it was like a hand puppet or not, but it was bigger than the original doll. Mm-hmm. And they zoomed in on it to make it look like it was just a close up of the doll. Right. And when it's eating the witch, like a I don't know what the fuck it's eating. Like some sugar treat? Yeah, it's some statue, some witch cake statue. And then it starts, like, its hands start shaking, and, and it starts changing into this, like, little mini goblin witch tail thing. Yeah, and then the face, like, melts off, and then it's the, go- <laughs> it's the goblin, it's the witch from the witches. Dude. With the nose and shit. I thought that was kind of cool, like, and it's all happening in the middle of this party, right? While everybody's standing around and awing at this cake, right? Because it's the most elaborate cake. And honestly, it looks like shit. <laughs> But underneath this table, there's this fucking crazy shit happening. And then it sparks. And the dad's like, you need to fix that. Whatever's wrong with it, you just get under there and fix it. He goes under there for like a good 10 minutes and doesn't even realize that the witch is in there with him the whole fucking time, which Mm is pretty crazy because as big as this witch is... It's, it's a huge witch. <laughs> and, and there's no way that he didn't see it. He turns and he's like, oh, my God. 
and then dies under the table and nobody notices for a while and then somebody sees him lying under the table dead and then everybody screams and runs and leaves yeah and it's the the end of the party right so they go home but then the this the two sisters they sneak out to go back because they need to get the coins that the dad gave the little girl right because like earlier in the party her dad gave her seven coins one for each year of her life and they're silver coins and she forgot them on the cake somehow when all the crazy shit started to happen and it was like right after he did the speech tatiana sings that song chico's chico's and then they do the cake right Mm -hmm. and that's when everything goes wrong yeah but yeah but when they go back the witch starts hunting them. Which is funny because... Uh, which is funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, which, yeah. It's funny because uh, the little girl starts to get sucked down one of the alleyways, which I thought was really funny. Oh, yeah, because Julio shows up and they both like... Yeah, they, she like, just goes wandering up. off. Yeah, they split up to look for something. I don't know, but then, she, you know, the little girl starts screaming because they just show her like this fog and then her, her just getting like whipped around. She gets dragged on her back across down the yeah, entire down the street. Alley, yeah. I don't know how they did that. I don't look cool. I think she was probably was like on some plastic or something. A skateboard. Something. Because there was a gap. I saw there was a little gap on the bottom. Yeah, so. she's getting dragged. I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't drag a little child like that on dirt. I so would. they probably had something underneath Fuck it. Up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. They draw and quarter her. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a big earthquake. And then the goblin shows up. That's right, because she, after she's sliding on her back, they they find Tanya floating in the air, and she just like gets zoomed up into the like into this like nothing, and then seven coins, the seven coins drop out of the nowhere, like in the movie Poltergeist. Yeah, when the silverware falls. And then her face shows up on a coin. Right. And, and the, then the coin screaming. The coin is like screaming. The coins like one by one go sticking to the wall. And the last one is my or Tanya. And it's got like a screaming face on it that looks really terrible. And you can hear her screaming. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And that's when the giant earthquake strikes. Yeah. And then the goblin shows up and use the goblin uses its mind powers and then spears julio which is so weird because he gets stabbed in the chest like right in the chest but he lives he like pulls it out it doesn't even look like there's a hole it's it, because he had his amulet he has his amulet and he has these like little clay pendants that he uses throughout the whole fucking movie yeah which had to do something with the witch or something because he goes confusing as soon as he saw the doll in the back seat with her he goes to the library to to look up the necronomicon yeah and then he rips pages out out. that was right before the or that was right after that guy got hit by the car right but yeah i thought it was really weird he gets stabbed in the chest and he pulls it out and there's like a little bit of blood on it but there's no like stab hole he's like yep i'm fine i healed and then the witch shrinks myra down to the cake statue like a little tiny little um like the cake thing she ate right yeah and it's like and then it's on the cake suddenly and then the cake catches fire and julio's like no and he jumps on the cake like why would you do this on fire by the way he jumps on the cake to to try to protect her and then i don't like i don't know how he even knows that she's on the table or why? Well, it's, you know. This is the obligatory shit that I'm talking about, he right? He read the book, Alex. Like, they don't explain. They don't connect the dots. No, and he lived through it before. He knows. 
Okay, you know. They did not connect the dots on this, but he jumps on the fucking cake, slides off of it when he's on fire, and then saves her, and then she appears. Myra appears again. Yep. And the whole time, Julio has these like the, these these weird clay pendants that seem to ward off the 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 witch. You know, like those clay pendants in From. Remember, they put them on the door to keep the demons yeah, from coming in at night. Yeah, but they pop in this movie. They like pop and they implode. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know how they did it, but they just pop and then they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> that's when the glowing we see the glowing pumpkin thing happen. It's mm-hmm. like he's like Myra's gets knocked out for some reason. I think she's tired from being changed from big to little to little to big. Mm-hmm. And then he puts her in a room and gives her a pennant and says, just watch yourself. This will protect you. And then he goes out and the witch starts throwing the pumpkins at him. And he's like dancing mm-hmm. around, dodging him and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when there's something strange. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also this really weird scene with the, uh, the security guard. Oh, didn't he call the dad? Yeah, which is funny because they're doing all of this at the movie lot, right? And the movie lot isn't that big, okay? Like, let me just be clear. The, the movie lot is big-ish, but they try to make it seem bigger than it is, and you kind of know where it is. It's like tucked in this alleyway mm-hmm. in between all these other buildings where all these houses and stuff are. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the security guard knows not that they've made it through, mm-hmm. but he notices that her car's out there, and he's like, I don't know. Why are cars here? So he calls her father and he's like, your daughter's car's out here. And I thought you should know, is she at home? And then he goes in the room and checks and puts the guy on hold. And suddenly Juan, the security guard, puts his ear to the phone and all this green shit starts coming out. And he's like, oh, and then the dad like gets stabbed in the ear through the phone. He yeah, he gets um, his dad didn't get hurt. It just squirts the green shit on. Oh, I thought it stabbed his ear because there was a little The guard might have been, but it didn't show. I couldn't see it. Okay. Anyway, his dad's fine. The guard's dead. That I know. So if anybody's getting stabbed, it's probably the guard. Because the guard was found later on on the steps of, like, somewhere on the movie lot with blood all over his face, and they don't know why. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. They were just trying to have, like, green shit come out of the phone. And I wonder if that was maybe a nod to the gate because they have that scene where the phone melts or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's <laughs> a really cool scene. This is where they have the whole truck scene again, where Juan's truck or Julio's truck, sorry, gets possessed and starts driving around by itself again. Oh, yeah. Except uh, Myra and Tanya's father finds Tanya, who's been sucked into a poltergeist realm, and they haven't seen her forever, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's in a room playing with her dolls, and Myra's nowhere to be found, and I think Julio's been knocked out, and so then he's like, Tanya, what are you doing here playing with your dolls? It's not time to play around. <laughs> and then and then uh, he grabs his daughter, his little daughter, and he goes in and gets in Julio's truck, and then he sees Myra, and she's like, hey, is that Tanya? She's like, that's she's like, that's not Tanya. And then the car like starts up and then starts driving around. And then Tanya's mouth like got black in it. And she turns into the witch and it starts stacking the dad (laughs) while Julio jumps on the hood of the car to try to stop it. Mm -hmm. And it's just running around. You can't really tell what's going on. There's like the camera is shaky all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's bad. Yeah, it was kind of bad, but. 
it, it it's kind of funny and the dad eventually shoots the witch in the head which was kind of cool yeah but it doesn't really show it like shoots it and it's like on the right side and mm-hmm. then you see it like hits the left side of its head mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it went through one side and came out the other it must have yeah i don't know that's when Julio's like, hey, check it out. There's a lot of bad, evil shit going on. Mm-hmm. We got these coins that we need to get melted down. And he's like, I don't need no fucking coins. I got guns, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gives shotgun to fucking Julio and then goes wandering off to go find Tanya. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to explain to you that there's some evil shit going on here. And she was like, yeah, I wish my dad believed. And he's like, yeah, I wish he did too. And then he goes off by himself. And shoots the witch like nine times or some shit. I don't even know how many times. Uh-huh. Wastes all the bullets and then it attacks him, right? Yeah. Didn't when uh, the goblin... Did, is this the part where... They all kind of get split up. Do you remember when there was a big... Er, there, the, there was a big, big earthquake going on where the earth like opened up, right? Right. And then she gets dragged to hell. That was a little while later because there's a scene where Myra gets split up and she's like in this room by herself and the witch spins the room by turning the handle on the door. Remember? Oh, okay, yeah. Like you were talking about? Right, the Jamiroquai. Yeah, room. but there was another earthquake later on where the witch sucks yeah, Myra down. through the ground and he tries to save her. Right. Which, it's funny, because like every time somebody gets taken, he just pulls out one of these pendants and nothing happens. The father falls from a ceiling trying to fight the witch, uh, or from the rooftops, and the witch pushes him off, and he falls, and one of the pendants falls out of his pocket first, so he doesn't die. It's like magic, and like weird. yeah, I don't I don't really understand what these pendants are, but they just keep they popping. work though they work. Yeah, yeah, clearly. I mean, he fell from the top of a roof of a building, it's the rooftop of the top highest fucking bell tower thing where the witch pushes him off, and that pendant saves his life. So it's pretty magical. Magical. So. Then the dad finally believes that there's evil. So he's like, there's only one way to beat the witch. We got to get those coins. And he's like, I tried to fucking tell you. It's like so annoying that he, he will not believe it until mm-hmm. he, he learns it himself. And so then he's typical man. Yeah, he's trying to take over and take typical charge when man. Julio's got it, man. Julio's the fucking hero here, dude. And so he's like, we got to get the sacred coins. And they throw the water on the fucking coins and the coins fall off. Mm-hmm. And then Myra or no, not Myra, Tanya, the little girl, reappears, and she's got goop all over her. Yep. Which was in, like, what? Poltergeist. Right. When they use the rope to pull her back. To pull her out. And she's, like, in the tub or whatever, and she's, like, all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they clean her off and everything like that. That's what she is in this. Oh. So I guarantee you it was a poltergeist rip there. Probably. 100%. This is creepy. There was this that scene. Remember you were talking about the uh, scene where the water comes down through the roof? Yeah. And then he ends up in a well. Right. I did not understand what the fuck was going on there. I, yeah, me either. Because, like, he's, like, trying to find something. And I don't remember what it was. Oh, he's. they make the pendant. They melt down the coins. The dad and, and Amira are together. Mm-hmm. He melts down the coins, pours it into the mold, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, I gotta go find something to break the mold. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you need to find? Just smash it on the ground or, you know, whatever. Right. You, you don't need, I don't know what you need. And so then he goes into the other room and, and just completely flips out and starts yanking wires out. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. And it's like, oh, the witch is doing something again. It's like, uh, okay. So he yanks out the fucking wires. I don't know if this was a moment where he was going to appear as a thing on the cake again. But if you rewatch that scene, because I watched it again like three times just to make sure. Mm -hmm. You see him after yanking the wires out fall to the ground and he lays down on the ground like one of those little cake things. Oh. And then you see what looks like a miniature of that room. Right. And the water coming through the ceiling and coming down in that room. Right. And eventually he gets drowned in there and then he then pops he, out of the then, well. Yeah, it like flips. It like flips. That's what I, I was getting the impression. Right. Is the water came down and then he like it like he like flipped up into the well. It was weird. It's like they didn't connect the dots again. This like, is what is, I was talking about. Is this about. another dimension? What's going on like, here? You're supposed to assume you know what's going on. And I guarantee you they were trying to do cool stuff like they did in Poltergeist. Uh, and the Poltergeist 3. It's like dimensional. Or Polter- it's yeah, dimensional because I, I don't remember when Poltergeist 3 came out, but they did a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of really cool practical effects in these movies, in the Poltergeist movies. So it's like, mm-hmm. it would make sense that this is kind of what they're doing because in the third one, there's like the water that is kind of a reflection. And mm-hmm. remember, they go into the garage and she goes into the water. She falls into the water, mm-hmm. into the puddle. Right. And it's like another dimension that she falls into mm-hmm. and everything's frozen on the inside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like that in a way. So I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but I guess that was their attempt at doing the poltergeist. Oh, okay. and that's where the the dots did not connect. <laughs> and a lot of these obligatory moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it seems like it. Poltergeist three came out in 1988. So that would make perfect sense. Oh, okay. So I think that's what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. They saw it. And I guarantee you that, you know, with the first movie kind of being remarked as having like really kind of advanced special effects for its time, Mm -hmm. that the director of this one was like, we got to push the special effects and do some cool things that haven't been done before. Mm -hmm. So they came up with all these obligatory things that they were like, let's just jam it into this movie, (laughs) even if it doesn't make sense. Right. And I think that's what happened here. That makes sense. This is when um, when he gets out of the water well, I think he finds one of those pendants on the ground. He chucks it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's when Myra appears from being taken into the ground layer where the witch pulled him in. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Remember, there was like white light coming out of it. Again, poltergeist. Right. Which was in part three. There was a lot of white light when they get pulled in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, I know what I'm talking about here when I say poltergeist. Test me, guys. Um, But they mourn her death because they think she gets... I forget what happens to her. She's like... She gets stabbed. Again, mind powers and gets the spear through the chest. And then the the dad runs up, my daughter, my daughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she sees the doll in the corner with a stick. Yeah. And then the girl, the little girl runs over to see it. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And she just runs in front of it. But all of this happens so quick that you, it's like they like it's like missing scenes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. It really does feel like there's scenes busy. And then doesn't Julio stab the goblin and then the goblin turns to dust? Uh, He breaks. I know. He, I know what happens is that he breaks from the group and then he gets bitch slapped because he's like, I'm going to take the seal 
And then he sees the witch and it bitch slaps him across the face and he falls back. <laughs> he drops the seal on the ground and then it goes to grab the seal, which I'm like, wait a second. If it's allergic to this thing and this is like the thing that's going to kill it. Yeah. Why is it grabbing? Why it? is it going for it? Makes, makes no sense. And then he grabs like a fake cross that's stuck in the ground, like a fucking tombstone fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And then goes underneath the stage where Tatiana sings the song. Mm-hmm. and stabs, it, like, it busts through the floor and tries to, like, grab his neck, and then he stabs it with that piece of wood. Mm-hmm. It falls back. I, I had to watch this again because I was, like, so confused, like, what was going on here. Yeah. Like, I had to watch a yeah. lot of these scenes multiple times because it was really confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. Um, But he stabs it. It wounds her. And then Julio climbs up a building. He goes up the staircase and does sort of like an Indiana Jones thing by grabbing one of the light things, Mm -hmm. swinging down and kicking that fucking bitch in the face. And then (laughs) he grabs the seal on the ground and fucking ninja star chucks it right at her chest. (laughs) And it sticks into like around her heart area. And then the witch catches fire, melts. There's like a scene with little eyes are like melting (laughs) and then it explodes. But the like process from melting to exploding is very quick. It's like it doesn't like take time like they did when they we transformed into the witch. Mm -hmm. It it goes by in like just a 10 second thing. Right. And it doesn't look that great. It doesn't look that great. It explodes. He pretends like it's exploding near him. (laughs) And And the. And, and then all of a sudden, Myra's alive. Right. She starts smoking. Mm-hmm. Not cigarettes, like smoking out of her chest. <laughs> <laughs> she starts smoking. She's like, who? Fuck this shit. It saved my life. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I need a fucking cigarillo. <laughs> you got a Havana on you? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she, she comes back and hugs her dad. And it's this happy, stupid music. And then and the end and then the credits yeah no stinger at the end another family doesn't show up nothing they were like this is it no more yep, movies no after more. this fuck this goblin yeah the goblin they, where do you go from there anyway like what would you do for a third well I would film? actually go on vacation to like Disneyland <laughs> and then... it's kind of like the sh- it's like the beyond the door series franchise it doesn't really make sense yeah Although there is Julio, so what other movie, what other franchise is there where the main star, I guess the Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2? So this is there. There you go. Yeah, and he could, but he can go on vacation. He's like, I need to get away from this shit. So he goes to the beach. You know? He's he like, goes to an Airbnb and it's yeah, called and then, Airbnb Vacation of Terror. Yeah, and then and then at the Airbnb, there's like a, a basement below the Airbnb. Yeah, where there's this, wi- where woman. There's this inbred, yeah, woman. <laughs> Yeah. A copy of a copy of a copy. (laughs) (laughs) And she turns into a goblin. What was that movie called? She gives birth to a goblin baby. (laughs) A green goblin baby. And then it's like part two of like part two. (laughs) What was that movie called? (laughs) No, we're not going to mention it because everybody everybody who knows what it is then doesn't. It won't be spoiled. You see what I'm saying? They'll figure it out. They know what we're talking about. Figure it out. If you make a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, so that was those are some pretty wild movies. I really like them a lot more talking about them. So it's like one of those like um 
things about this podcast. It's like sometimes we can watch movies that are just so terrible and then just have like these fun conversations, mm-hmm. kind of making fun of how they do it. And I don't know, it's still creative. Like I really do think that the sequel is much more creative than the first one. But, you know, I guess if it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. and people like the first one, so be it. Obviously, the second one doesn't connect the dots very well, so the story's out the fucking door. It doesn't really make any sense. But it's kind of like, I guess, for some people, like Demons 1 versus Demons 2, in a way. Mm -hmm. If you like bits of Poltergeist and Evil Dead and, (laughs) I don't know, The Witches. (laughs) It really does look like The Witches. That was a really good point. Yeah. Because she's got the same nose and the, the same, same ears. Yeah, the same face. It's the same mask. Yeah, when they, wasn't it when they're like trying to take the child and like yep, they suck like, his soul or yep. turn him into a rat or some shit, some, don't they? I need to watch that what again. What is the one where they turn... Is that a different movie where they turn the kids into rats? Or was that the uh, witches? I don't know. I think it's the witches. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And maybe that's why it had a tail? Maybe. So weird. I don't know. Like, why, do goblins have tails? I don't know. I've never seen a goblin. I've never, yeah, they call it the witch. They call it the bruja. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. El bruja. <laughs> anyway, so I would love to hear if you guys have seen these films, uh, if you think we were fair or not about them. Too bad. You know, this is just what we think. It doesn't matter if it, it's not set in stone. If you love these movies, then you have every right to love them. And if you hate these movies, well, cheer up. Okay, because it's not all that bad. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot worse, and you're wrong, and your family's wrong, and you shouldn't ever speak about movies ever again. Let's take it to the (laughs) worst. I'm totally kidding. Anyway, anyway, I'm just I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and us talking about it. Like you said, if you want to check them out, you know where to get them. Please do. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week. Did we figure that out or? No, we'll have to figure it out later. I thought we were going to do something Plemke wanted. I don't remember. Because he's got Martyrs, which is going to be a little rough for you to watch. Mm. Well, I've seen it. It's not that rough. The original? You saw the original? Yeah, I've seen the original a few times. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we got some other movies that we're going to be doing and uh, we can talk about. We also still have the, um, the Dr. Caligari movie. And we uh-huh. just got Naked Lunch 2, or Naked Lunch, both of them on 4K. Is that a horror movie? I mean, yeah, in some ways. I'm not 100%, but yeah, it is kind of horrific. Okay. It's definitely more appealing to the horror crowd and more of the thriller crowd. Uh, but yeah, it's some wild practical effects in that movie that are pretty horrific, I would think. I don't know if it's necessarily horror, mm-hmm. but... It's fucking weird as fuck. <laughs> I would say both of those movies are weird as fuck. Makes sense. Um, it makes a lot of sense. The problem with doing both of those movies is that I've learned so much about Naked Lunch now that mm-hmm. all the people, all the, all the characters that are in the movie represent different character in William S. Burroughs' life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were real people mm-hmm. that he wrote about in his book and, and David Cronenberg changed their names and stuff and... They they exude the examples of each of them. Oh, so that's a lot of that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I really do want to watch Dr. Caligari too, and I love Naked Lunch. But okay, 
I don't know. We'll see what we're going to do, guys. If you have any ideas or anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel or feel free. We do have a lot of movies that were donated to us, so I'm trying to get through them as best as I can while also trying to mix it up and do different things, too, while we do it. So mm-hmm. if you ever want to donate to the podcast and help us out, we do have an Amazon wish list that has a ton of stuff on it, whether it's a movie or something that we need for the studio or something we need for the collection or you know just a ton of different things in there um if you want to help out no one's obligated and we also do donations to help pay for this fucking podcast because it's quite expensive and uh yeah everything's expensive everything costs money to have this thing happen so but uh yeah stay tuned we'll let you know in the social medias other than that though thanks for coming by and as always long live the void 